Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast College Football Edition. Today, we are going to be talking about the week four that just concluded. Uh, a lot of big games. Obviously, we previewed those last time, and we're going to tell you how they went. Uh, so we got the entire college football crew. We got the head captain, Byron. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good. Doing good. We got founder, anime expert, Cedric Ware. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, man. It's always good after a spoiler alert. A Buckeye win. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we got the head producer, Mr. Justin Ackendale. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. After that week in the college football, I had to, you know, come on here and talk some shit before I do my podcast. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So let's just we'll start with the main event first. Uh Byron, take it away. Like you said, Ohio State won 17 to 14. Calvin Court, 21 for 37, 240 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, or no fumbles. Uh, so played a pretty clean game. Even Henderson, 14 carries, 104 yards, one touchdown. Maya Williams um, had one carry for zero yards. Chip Trainum, six carries, um, 13 yards, one game-winning touchdown. Marvin Harrison, three receptions, 30 yards. Mecca Buka, seven receptions, 96 yards. And Kate Stover, seven receptions for 52 yards. And then Xavier Johnson caught the longest pass of the night for one reception for 40 yards. Um, what I liked about the game, our defense held Hartman to 175 yards and one touchdown. He was averaging 265 yards per game. So um, we entered the game. So it was good that we only held him to 175. We out a stimmy to only 70 yards and no touchdowns. But they also run like five different running backs, which I was surprised to see. Um, their longest play of the game was. 28-yard pass, so we didn't let any deep bombs happen or long runs happen. Um, and then I also liked how Henderson had a 61-yard touchdown run. I've been waiting for him to break one off the whole year, so it was good to see him do that against Notre Dame. On the on the Hartman thing, boy, that fourth quarter, though, when it was time, he started carving. He did. He did start carving. Like he was hitting some passes, especially down the middle, where I was just like, ooh. And that touchdown, like, ooh, this, this, this is why they got him. But you're right, we contained them to the best of our abilities and came out. Cedric, how are you feeling during this game? Because this this was a real football game. This was great defense, timely offense, came down to the wire. How did you feel about it? I'm just grateful that I didn't die of a heart attack after this football game. <laughs> I mean, it was, an, it was a good game. I watched, man, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And there's another, like, couple of different games I was trying to watch at the same time. I think that last drive, I honestly had some out-of-body experiences, just like when this man's throwing the ball in the middle of the field. I'm like, oh, Lord, this is about to get picked. And I do drop the pick. I was like, oh, my God. You're still there. But happy with the win. Happy with the win. That's a good that's a good point. Justin, how did you feel watching this game, watching these two teams, two evenly matched teams going at it? It was definitely evenly matched. I feel like Ohio State stole one. 
Mm-hmm. If you look at look at some of these stats, especially that last play of the game on the um, touchdown run, Notre Dame only having ten players on the field, and Ohio State runs the ball right where the um, right defensive end on defense would have been was crazy. I mean, Ohio State lost time of possession by almost ten minutes, mm-hmm. so they didn't have they weren't really. I mean, they didn't get destroyed on the line of scrimmage, but you know they weren't really controlling the ball. So yeah, it's honestly a, honestly a miracle that um. Ohio State won the game, but hey, they survived, and that's what it's about. A team that can win the game, not playing exactly their best offensively, a tough opponent to take them out of the game. You got that if you're Ohio State. Yeah, because when you talk about the time of possession, because there was times where Byron went over the rushing yards, but it just felt like Notre Dame was getting them timely first downs to keep those drives mm-hmm. going every time. Like, they were so methodical and, like, Anytime they were getting positive plays, positive plays, positive plays, uh, Byron, I know the very first play, very first drive of Notre Dame, something you hate and you always say, take the points. Notre Dame drove right down the field and didn't take the points on the fourth down and went for it, and then they didn't get that one. I know you you are a take-the-points guy. I am definitely a take-the-points guy. Sam Hartman tried to rush for it. I think it was like fourth and one. He was like an inch short because he had the ball in the wrong hand. Um, so I was like, man, that definitely came back to bite him because that could have been 17-17 at the end of the game and then probably going to overtime. Ohio State did it as well. I mean, that jet mm-hmm. sweep was god-awful. That was the worst fourth down call I've ever seen. But it's, it's wild. And I think, Byron, you mentioned, too, on that last drive to go with Justin saying that Ohio State stole it. There was one possession where it it should have been a pick. Dude had yes. it right in his hands. Mm-hmm. And the game would have been over. Mm-hmm. But it's Thank just like God. the NFL, man. Make or miss, because Justin knows NFL playoffs, that happens all the time. Yeah, I was getting ready to say about another fourth down that um, Notre Dame went for. It might have been like one of their first drives coming out of halftime in the third quarter, and they tried to run Hartman off the left side and Ohio State came and laid into him. It was two guys. I mean, boom. Mm-hmm. And you saw the whole sideline for Ohio State jump up. Like they were Ohio State really wanted that one. It it was it was crazy because there at no point I was just like, oh man, I, I really don't know who's gonna win this game. But when Hartman hit that, like when he started that fourth quarter drive when they were just going going and he hit that touchdown pass that was smooth, I was like, oof. but I was like, ooh, this is a little rough. And we all, Justin obviously wasn't on. He was doing the editing for the last one. We all had like our impact uh, people that we picked. Byron, do you remember who you picked? JTT. He actually did have a couple of plays on Notre Dame's last drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he didn't have a monster game like I thought he would, but he did make some timely plays when he needed to. What's happened to him? I have no idea. Because I don't think he's getting double coverage. I don't think he's getting double coverage. I don't think he is. I mean, I would have to look at game tape and just follow him defensively to see why he's not getting pressure like he did last year. Cedric, who was your uh, X Factor? You remember? I think I said JTT as well. I thought you said one of the corners. I thought you said one of the corners. I thought you said the second. Dairy in general, which there was one particular person in that secondary who was going crazy. Oh no, I think I said I would 
I would love to trust in Denzel Burke, but I don't trust Denzel Burke. They didn't throw it to his side, though. I know. It was the other one that they threw it to who had a bunch of fucking pass interference yeah, stuff yeah, he was getting going on, getting hold. And I was like, oh, my God, bro. But Ransom, Big Ten Player of the Week. Safety, oh, yeah, man. 13 tackles. Mm-hmm. But Justin, as a football guy, what does that say that your secondary, your second level of your defense is leading in tackling? That means they're getting completions and getting back there. Mm-hmm. He had 13 tackles as a free safety. Yeah, I'll have to look at the tape too. I mean, he could have been in the box, maybe, mm-hmm. and you know, they, I know there Notre was a Dame couple. Runs, yeah, Notre Dame runs the ball out, so he, they, you could, they could have like, they could have showed like you know seven, eight man boxes. But yeah, if your secondary is making a bunch of tackles, they're either throwing that bitch to the edge or they're catching it and running it. And then mine was Mister Ryan, who for the first time we, I mean, we we've never seen him address the media like he did at that end of that game. I mean, blatantly, because Lou Holtz said something before on game day, basically saying the team wasn't tough. Ryan Day was so passionate, talking about he loves these kids. He loves Ohio. That's Ohio against the world. He talked about the one bad half in the past couple years. And I was like, I don't know about bad half. I mean, there's been some bad games. I don't know about which one you're talking about, but he he wasn't just calling out Lou Holtz. As we said in our group messages, I even tweeted out, he was calling a lot of people in the state of Ohio out. Nigga, he was calling out the fucking fan base. Yes, sir. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat the shit. You know who he was fucking talking to. You know who he was talking about. Mm-hmm. He was talking about those idiots like Mitch also who want to take his job and he was at Michigan again. <laughs> Not Mitch. <laughs> I now know why Justin was here. <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned, but you know, Biggie just set me up, and I was like, you know what? I know exactly what he's talking about. I'm going to say it right now. Oh, man. <laughs> You're right, though, man, because all those you fans have been on his ass, especially this year, um, because of the Michigan losses and him not having a title yet, thinking that national titles just fall off trees. And... Yeah, he was calling people saying that they're soft, they can't win in the trenches. You're right. That was calling out millions of Buckeye fans. I mean, mm-hmm. that whole emotional, I mean, after the game, obviously, he was emotional after stealing a win like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was built up off, you know, the past two years of losing to Michigan, hearing motherfuckers come for his job. And how many losses does he have in the Big Ten? Big Ten, he only has two. And then how oh, yeah. many total? Six. six. And, I, yeah, and, I can, and I can name all six. Yeah, so just hearing that shit for the past two years, yeah, he definitely like had to get that shit off his chest. Byron, Cedric, we talk about the fan base all the time on this podcast. How did you yes, feel when, when some of those fans were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you called Lou Holtz out. This is great. I was like, bro, he called y'all out too. Hey, I was flabbergasted. Like, now you know you're one of the ones that was calling Ryan Day calling bad things about our quarterback because he wasn't playing well in the first two games. Hey, I mean, I'm happy that Ryan Day showed some passion. I was ready to run through a wall after the win and after he said that stuff. So hopefully he can carry this passion throughout the rest of the season. I want to see a fired up Buckeye team. Cedric? And Byron, I want to set up a wall. I wish there was a wall right there. I'll see you run through that. Go for it, bruh. <laughs> but honestly, I, I was laughing. Because I was like, good for Ryan Day being passionate. 
hundred percent. I was laughing because a lot of the fans are like, "Yeah, Lou Holtz," and I'm sitting there like, "Man, y'all understand like, Lou Holtz? Like, that's an old dude. This man got wheeled in from the home, was talking smack. Like, <laughs> like that, that wasn't for like that wasn't for Lou Holtz. That was for you. Like, that's why I laughed so hard at this. I'm like, yes, yes, because it took." Old Lou Holtz, who may or may not know what the hell he's talking about, have to think like that man struggled in talking smack. He's like the Buckeyes aren't good. Like you can tell, like age has gone to the man. Like Brian Day doesn't give a damn about Lou Holtz. He cares about y'all, motherfuckers, the fans that keep talking smack. Let the man live. Let him do his job. And then the bad thing is, Lou Holtz responded on out of all the freaking people's podcast, Dan Dockage. For yep. anyone who listens to college or watches college basketball, he's like, oh, you don't see him talking like that when he talks about Michigan or those big games coming up. He's a great coach. He's done a great job. I still think, you know, I don't think they're a great football team. He can go after me all he wants. I'm like, all right, well, he responded. This should be over. So yada, yada. He's doing what he want. But on the flip side, I mean, we're not Notre Dame fans here, but we do cheer for Brother Freeman. As you know, as a black man coaching at Notre freaking Dame, we want him to succeed. So. I want to survive. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, I, it was a good game. It was a really good game. I'm excited we got the win. And Justin is perfectly right. Stole. Stole that. Yeah. That's two plays. They only had two people, 10 people on the field. Yeah. That's, His name that's, ran it right where the defensive man would have been. That's hilarious. This, this dude tried to say there would have been, he was trying to avoid the penalty from having the dude run out. I'm like, the penalty of six <laughs> inches? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like I, I think it would have been better to have your 11th man on the field in that situation. Just yeah. me. I ain't no coach for nothing. Yeah, that's that's Wait, growing man. pains for Freeman, second year head coach. That, that's that's growing pains. But I bet it wasn't. I bet it was someone's on staff's fault. But yeah, it was. It's his oh, fault. Yeah. And the guy and the guys on the staff are like, "Whoa, we can't say say that no one's on there yet. Like we about <laughs> to get in trouble." <laughs> but that was yeah. the night. That was one of the. That was the main event of the evening. And just some quick things. We already talked about Ransom being Big Ten player of the week with the 13 uh, tackles right before literally after we recorded last Tuesday NBC and DirecTV and AT&T they got their agreement because they're like okay we really can't have this game not be shown in Columbus Ohio so and it did it did big ratings I mean it peaked at 14.2 million people watching I mean, biggest game on regular season college football network outside of Labor Day since 2018. Columbus was the most metered market for the game, which nearly 30% of households in Columbus were watching that game. That's impressive. I mean, y'all know when you go to Kroger during an OSU game, that, that's the best time to go. Oh, I used to work. I used to work there. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those were the best. Those were the best work shifts. But moving moving to these other big games, because that was the night. We'll go to from the beginning, run these down real quick. Um, Florida State, who we all picked to win this game, 31, Clemson, 24 in overtime. Clemson had a shot to win it. Uh, they missed the field goal. That kicker it was only a second-time kick, and he ain't going to be kicking anymore. He's going to be off that team. I feel so bad for that man. He's he's done. Yeah. But, it's not even his fault. He's, he picked up the phone. He flew down there. And we want to talk about coaching stuff. Dabo had a coaching blunder too, where he wasted a timeout and yes. Florida State got the stop. If he would have kept that timeout, they could have maybe tried to get another 
field goal opportunity, but it went overtime and Florida State survives two weeks in a row. Justin, thoughts? I know you're a big Florida State person for this year. And this is their first right. time beating Clemson <laughs> seven years. I got them um, the one, the natty. Right, that's, that's a, that money. makes you a big Florida State person. Got my money on it, too. Like, yeah, I got a Florida State ticket. And, yeah, just like Ohio State, Florida State survived. But, yeah, big, big ups to Clemson because they absolutely came out to play. I'm surprised Clemson was able to move the ball like that against Florida State because I watched all that game against Duke, and that fucking um, offense was constipated as it gets against Duke. <laughs> so. Yeah, it looks like Clemson is going to be a tough out for people in the ACC. But, yeah, Florida State definitely survived that um, game, no doubt. Yeah, and we're already, at a third of, we're already a third of the season over, and Clemson's playoff hopes are officially done. Yep, they needed to beat FSU. They, like Justin said, they came to play, but just clock mismanagement, miss field goal, them from winning it. They knew their season was on the line. Cedric, any thoughts on the Clemson? Nah, man. I mean, they. It was a good game. They they tried it. They came out much better than everyone anticipated. Honestly, I thought they were going to choke it real bad. Mm-hmm. They they started like that game. I was like, all right, this week four is about to hit. It's 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 gonna go. Uh, next game, which had the most national press, even more than OSU Notre Dame, was at that point nineteen Colorado at number ten Oregon. We all picked Oregon to win that game. Uh, we thought Colorado would show some fight. There was no fight. That was total <laughs> destruction. You know, I wish we were a big, big pod where we could do some breaking news stuff and all that. Because as soon as I saw Oregon's coach's speech, I knew they oh, were going to kill them. It was a wrap. It was over. When I heard they're playing for clicks, we're playing for wins. Oh, it was curtains. It was curtains. Yes. Yeah. And Justin was watching in our group. He's like, I know everyone picked Oregon, but this is bad. Justin, what are your thoughts on that? Was that was an ass whooping? Dan Lanning, the Oregon head football coach, took that game absolutely personal. Mm-hmm. I saw all of that shit of him. Actually, I saw him on Sports Center on that Friday, like talking about the game and shit. And he was, he was like, he was focused and just ready to beat the dog shit out of Colorado. And then once I saw that um, some um, betting um, site tweeted that most of the money yes. and bets were on um, Colorado, mm-hmm. I told you guys, I'm like, you bet Oregon right now and you max it out because Oregon's about to whoop the dog shit out of them. Is, that is exactly what they did. I didn't even know what I didn't know that. I was like, is this the real? I was, I was shocked because, and you said it was personal. They were up 35-0 at halftime and they were going for it on four downs. I mean, just some of the decisions he was making, he did a fake punt at his own 17-yard line, like, had snapped to a fucking 300-pound defense. <laughs> y'all, y'all already laughed at game again. They snapped that bitch with a 300-pound defensive lineman, and he was just running up and down the field. Yeah. Dan Lang to that shit personal. I'm interested to see um, how Colorado responds to USC. I know USC is um, taking money right now, but Colorado ain't going to get their ass beat like that against USC. Because USC's defense is nowhere near as um, ferocious as, as um, Oregon's. So this guy worry about outscoring them, which they won't be able to do either because USC has Caleb Williams. But it, it, it's going to look a little better than it did this past weekend. Cedric, what did you think of the destruction? Man, that shit was 
that was wild. Honestly, like there was nothing they could do. I would say it was a. It's not like a crazy thing. Like, oh my gosh, Oregon beat Colorado. It's more or less of like a Colorado team that was like doing a lot of things offensively. Like I was watching, I was like, Shadir Sanders, you can't do anything. It's not even. It's not even your fault. It's just they are better. Honestly, I think the I love the I love the pregame talk. Mm-hmm. I also love the. I feel like a lot of that animosity and ass whoopings, like yeah, we're gonna run up on came when they found out that players at Colorado was raking on their symbol on the O in the middle of the field mm-hmm. before the game, because knowing from those years back when um, Baker planted that flag in the middle. The block O, I'll tell you that 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 will get some people going. Disrespecting the symbol, disrespecting the insignia, that will get some people going. So, yeah, man. Like when he said the fairy tale, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna kill them. Like he was just <laughs> going. Even I sat there. I was like, oh, Colorado, they don't they don't stand a chance. You really I thought don't... it was a WWE promo. I know. I did think it was... <laughs> <laughs> like he. He said the fairy tale's over. We play on the field. This ain't Hollywood. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I wanted to hear someone say, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to LA Knight. Byron, man. How did you feel seeing that killing? Man, I was hoping Colorado would do more, man, but they just did not look good on either side of the ball. I mean, they did intercept Bo Nix once, but their offense couldn't get anything going. Like, I didn't think they would get destroyed. Like, they, I thought it would be closer than a 42-6 blowout. I don't have the halftime stats, because halftime stats were just absolutely atrocious. But at the end of the game, Colorado only had 40 rushing yards. 40. Yeah. 40. They had 199 total yards the whole game. Oh, how many sacks they gave up? They can't fucking run block either. <laughs> well, not not against Oregon. Not against a team like Oregon. They they just don't like those linemen like Colorado has. It's just not like to the level of Oregon yet. Like Dion just hasn't been there like long yeah. enough. I do agree mm-hmm. agree with what um Coach Prime said when um he said yeah hey, y'all better get me now. Y'all better get I'm me now. Be. Cause, yeah, because he is doing something right there. Like shit, you still gotta remember these niggas won one fucking game last year. And then yep. the media came and hyped all this shit up, and now it's turned into something else. But these motherfuckers won one damn game, you know, last year. If you know, if they're bowl eligible. That's a success. Yes, that's that's the success that they need to reach. I mean, after week one, the media was talking about college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing here? And this turnaround with Dion and all that stuff, it, it is crazy. But we've seen this. I mean, Scott Frost took a team that was 0 and 12 to 12 no in the same year. Remember, Coach they Florida? Were ch- mm-hmm. Okay. And they were chanting, we want Bama. They hung up a national championship banner in their stadium. That's just Central Florida. <laughs> they got to have something. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm I, not said, really... I said, let it ride. But they same. were, I was like, hey, y'all undefeated. But no, it's just, you're right, Justin. I mean, he is doing something down there. Obviously, we don't know how long he'll be there. But the other thing, too, man, you ain't win, you ain't winning no games when you have 106 yards in penalties. No, absolutely. that's undisciplined. That's probably them just getting um, wrapped up in the moment of how like 
serious organ was taking that shit. That mm-hmm. personal organ took it. And also, I, I know we want to keep him in and all that stuff, but Dion, you're down 42 to zero. Take your son out the game. Mm-hmm. If he would have got smacked and hurt for the rest of the year, that your season is over. You ain't making no bowl without your kid. I agree. I understand how much you wanted to score a point, but come on. Shadur should have been out. He should have been out. 42 to zero, and your and your son is throwing deep balls. And, and your line cannot block Oregon. Like mm-hmm. you've seen throughout the game that they can't block them. Come on. Come on. Next up was UCLA, Utah. Byron, did you take UCLA or did we all take Utah? I took UCLA because okay. I thought their offense would be able to do more. Well, their offense had seven points. So I know. <laughs> they didn't score seven points until the fourth quarter. <laughs> and Utah had 14. But they had no cam rising. I mean, Utah needs this win because I'll talk about it later for the first thing, but this this Pac-12, it's his hell. <laughs> I, I don't know what the Bruins Bruins were thinking, man. They thought they were going to go up into Uncle Kyle's house in Salt Lake and win. Uh, <laughs> they, you thought they were going to put up points? Oh, I wish I was on to let y'all know. Like hey, I, as I, soon I like as I Utah. realized I that like the game that. was in Utah, I was like, oh, UCLA won't win. That, hey, that's that's where that's where Pac-12 dreams go to die. That is facts. Salt Lake. <laughs> that is facts. Chip was dreaming, bro. Chip Chip was dreaming well. Okay, he was trying to get it done. It just turned into a nightmare. That's, <laughs> that's truly my fake news team, Utah. Are they, I, hey, they are I hard. Love Cam, I, I, love, I like Cam Price. Hello, yeah. Man, last podcast, I had a great line about Alabama's going to need church on Sunday because that was my upset pick. And they win, so I look dumb. Because <laughs> <laughs> that happy pick, kids are safe. That, yeah, those kids are safe. Thanks. Old Miss 10, <laughs> Alabama 24. I mean, they got the... Uh, Two touchdown lead. They couldn't get anything going. Bama's happy because they have a ranked win under their belt now. And don't look now. Any thoughts on Bama winning? Not really. I don't know. Just Bama being Bama. I mean, Ole Miss was up seven six at halftime, but for that, they really couldn't get anything moving. Offense is still constipated. We'll defense. Defense is looking better, but Mm -hmm. offense offense is still constipated. They're going to figure out a. A way of scoring points that isn't the way that they have been doing it the past um, few years. They just don't have the guys right now to do that right. or the quarterback mm-hmm. play. Like they need to definitely figure something else out. Oh, yeah. I mean, next game, which um, Oregon State 35, Washington State 38. Cedric, did you have Washington State with me or did you have Oregon State? I took the Beavers. Okay. So, Cedric, you only got one wrong last week? Sure. Yeah, because you picked every all the other stuff. Byron, you only got one wrong because you picked. No, I picked Oregon State too, so I got two wrong. Oh, and then I got two wrong because I picked Alabama and no, I only picked Alabama. Yeah, because I picked yeah, Washington. You... Yeah, I picked yeah. Washington. I said, yeah, let's go, Mike Leach. But that game was great. Thirty-five, um, thirty-eight. Pac-12 going at it. They were going at it the whole conference. Well, those. Any thoughts on the thirty-five, thirty-eight win? It went under the radar because of everything else, but. I mean, I wish I could have watched it. I watched a yeah. little bit. It was nice. I mean, it was a good game. I'll pull it this. But the two teams are staying in the Pac-12 or Pac however many. It was a good fight. Like it was a good reason to say, like, hey, we still here. Like, we'll put up some we'll put up some points. We'll score some we'll play some football, you know. That's right. That's right. And both are ranked. Uh there was mm-hmm. another Big Ten game of ranked opponents. 
Um, Iowa, after scoring 40-plus points the week before, going into Penn State during the whiteout. It was around the same time as OSU. And Iowa got blanked out. (laughs) Penn State 31, Iowa 0. Any thoughts on... That was an annihilation as well on Penn State. And if you got to watch, uh, we're, we're going to be in some trouble. Oh, yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been getting ready to say. Y'all, oh, Ohio State, y'all got some motherfuckers to worry about because Penn State is not playing around. No, they are not. No, they are not. That true sophomore quarterback, mm-hmm. Drew Adler. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. of all, I don't know how the fuck the Buckeyes let that nigga leave the state. He went to Medina. He's from Cleveland. I don't know how they let this nigga get the fuck up out here. But he is like that. I mean, 6'5", 240, mm-hmm. and to do that against Iowa's defense, I mean, Iowa sucks, but that's the only thing that you can fucking do is play some goddamn defense. So to put up <laughs> that type of performance, I mean, he had four fucking touchdowns again. To put up that performance against Iowa in the rain, like, I got something to worry about. We got something oh. to worry about in Columbus, man. Like, oh, that's going to be yeah. Like, Penn State ain't fucking around. Oh, I am well, well that, yes. Wait, 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 wait. What time is that game? It's, it's a, gonna be a night you already know. So actually, it's at, it's, at, it's at the shoe though. Yeah, it's at the shoe. But yeah, so oh, what you, God? Oh man! <laughs> but what were your thoughts on the um on the pens on the Penn stages? Thirty-one to zero destruction. Oh, Cedric, and your thing? It's ten twenty-one at the shoe. Time currently to be determined. Oh, it's gonna be a night game. Nah, I hope um, it's a day game. <laughs> Um, I said in the preview that I was often we're big noon kickoff was trash. That was offense's trash, man. Brian Ference bragged about dropping forty one points and his offense <laughs> scores zero points. Like, come on, dude! Like, when will Kirk wake up and realize that his offense is not working? Maybe get Brian up out of there because he doesn't want awkward Thanksgiving dinners. Any holiday, honestly, you ain't gonna say Thanksgiving. Any holiday. I'm telling you, nepotism is real, bro. That shit is ugly. I knew they were going to get the dog shit beat out of them, though. It's a whiteout. Like, there ain't no way in hell you about to walk into Happy Valley. Man, I saw those pictures. I said, oh, God. (laughs) I said, it's better them than us. I thought they were going to score on defense or special teams or something, though. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what Iowa does. You know, they score on bullshit. Like, that's what I thought they at least get a touchdown. Me too. I thought they were going to after drive. I was like, oh, maybe those four first downs. The two of them on the first. Actually, no, one of them was on the first drive. And the second and the second one, they fumbled. They it was going to be a first time, but these niggas fumbled. And that was all the first drive of the game. They had four first downs. Oh, yeah. It ain't. It ain't no games. Literally a month. A month from now. Literally one month. Exactly. Penn State. So, I'm going uh, yeah. to go try to go to church every Sunday until then. <laughs> Because that, I mean, that right now with the new rankings, that's a top six matchup. Mm-hmm. And Buckeyes got to be paired because we've already talked about this. <laughs> it's during that period. Yards from Iowa. It's during that period where we got, we got <laughs> Purdue, Penn State, Wisconsin in a row. We got to go to Purdue. We we know mm-hmm. how that can go sometimes in the state. Then Penn State, then at Wisconsin. That's now, that little if, stretch. Now if Ohio State doesn't um look ahead to Penn State, they'll whoop the dog shot Purdue because Purdue's yes. not good. I just watched Wisconsin destroy them on Friday. But yeah, those those two games back to back will not be easy. No. no. Yeah. And then 
sneaky game, also the SEC West. I thought this was like Darren McFadden's Arkansas. LSU 34, Arkansas 31. Like a sneaky game. Man. Don't see you, my nigga KJ Jefferson. (laughs) It was sneaky. Bro, that was was a game. Yeah. I felt nervous for Chuck. I was like, man. (laughs) It was sneaky. I was like, damn, what's going on over there? Because I was so glued to OSU and Northern. I was like, hold on, what's going on with LSU? But, I mean, Arkansas led a half, 13 10. Mm-hmm. They eventually tied up 31 with five minutes and six seconds left. And Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers drove down the field and kicked a go ahead field goal to win. No, no, but that was, that was a good game. Uh, new rankings uh, top three don't change Georgia, Michigan, Texas. Um, Ohio State moves up to four. Florida State drops to five. Penn State moves up to six. Washington, seven. USC, eight. Oregon, nine. Utah 10, Notre Dame drops to 11, Alabama goes to 12. Um, Some games coming up this week. Just real quick, get some people's predictions. The other Pac-12 ranked showdown, Utah, Oregon State. Justin, who you got in there? Ooh, um, is Cam Rising finally about to fucking play? <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know. Nothing's been announced. Uh, see, if this game was going to be in Utah, I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> you know, it's easy. I'm taking Uncle Kyle and the Utes, but DJ's been playing well lately since he made the move over to Oregon State. There was time for Clemson missed him. Yeah. Well, shit, not, not this past weekend. Not this past Cl- weekend that's, the, nope. that's the best game I've seen Kane Cudlick play. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, fuck, I'm, going, I'm going with Utah, man. I love this team. I'm sorry. Okay. Cedric? Man, fuck it! I'll pick the Beavers again. Okay. It's a Friday game too. Friday game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Friday FS one. Beavers, Byron. I got Utah this time, Bye, especially good. if Cam Rising comes back. Oh, it's gonna be a game. It's definitely gonna be a defensive battle because they're like number two and number three defensively in the Pac twelve. So probably gonna be another low scoring game. I'll, I'll take Utah as well. Uh, next one. Just because all the people will be there as well. USC, Colorado. Does Colorado not get their ass whooped? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I will the say, way you say that. <laughs> Colorado will score at least three touchdowns that game. Okay. And then how Bare much? Bare minimum. 321 points. Okay. So I'm saying bet the over. Ooh. But USC will beat them. That is going to be your classic Pac 12 no defense game. Hmm. It's going to look okay. a lot like Washington and um, Cal from this past weekend. Just mm-hmm. USC is going to score whatever the fuck they want, but Colorado is going to get some points up too. Uh, Byron, I have USC winning. Oh, we know that. I'm asking if things going to be an ass whooping. Ah, if they, they'd probably be a shootout. Right, so on the Justin Roy. USC. Yeah, I'm hoping they'll at least score 21. Cedric. I think it'll be a shootout. I don't think. I mean, after last week, I don't, I don't think they'll get their ass whooped out here. And again, like Justin said, this isn't Oregon defense. This is USC. I think Caleb Williams is going to have a fucking show. Yeah, Justin. I know we're going to be talking about this when we do our NFL pod, but 
Am I crazy to think USC is going to drop 60 plus? No. Okay. That, they will no. they, they will only like so USC <laughs> it's amazing that they haven't scored 60 in every single game. I mean, Caleb, Caleb Williams is literally five touchdowns a game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Averages five touchdowns a game. Like mm-hmm. there has been a couple of times I've watched them and the only reason why they haven't gotten to 60 or fucking close to 70 is because they've taken them out and have rested them in the fourth quarter. I, I'm nervous, man. I think I think he's going. I think Caleb might have 40 by half. Oh, he very well could. I, mm-hmm. He very well could. Oh, I, I, I'm gonna go with y'all. He, they're gonna get three tu- three tutties, but it might be 21 to 60 by the end of the game. I'm telling you, there are so many good quarterbacks in college football right now. It's fucking wild. Like every single game, like you see someone, you're like, damn, that nigga, that nigga, pretty good. Oh, Caleb yeah. Williams, we're, we're you're right. Night and day better than all these motherfuckers. Like, and, it makes no sense. And we're going to be talking about that and some, I got some stuff to say about that at the end of this. Um, okay. Kansas versus Texas, both ranked. For Texas, this is the last game before the Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. Who you got in that, Byron? Texas or Kansas? I have Texas winning. Cedric? Texas. Justin? Ugh. We got Come a classic look ahead. I know it's a classic look ahead. Closer than the experts think. Kansas covers. Hey, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna Texas go with that. Yeah, Texas. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Uh, we got LSU versus Mississippi SEC ranked showdown. Justin, who you got? Um, I think I'm willing to go LSU here. I I think they're still in the um, national t- title picture. Yes, and I think they're, they are. They're they're going to come out ready to um ready for Ole Miss. And then Ole Miss having to deal with Alabama, then LSU back to back. That's just a tough spot. Mm-hmm. Byron, we got LSU as well. Um, Ole Miss doesn't move the ball well against a good defense, and I don't think they're going to move the ball well against LSU. Cedric, I take LSU. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame versus North Carolina. Cedric, who you got in that? Oh it's man, Duke. It's Duke. It's Duke. Uh, it's Duke. I thought they're playing North Carolina. Nope. Oh, yeah. Number 17, Duke. 17, Duke. Why did I think they were playing freaking uh, Drake May? Oh, well, that kind of changed what I was going to thank you. So, Notre Dame versus Duke. Who do you guys have? I'll I'll stick with Notre Dame. I think they're going to come back. I'm going to get a good bounce back game. I haven't seen a lot of Duke football outside of them <laughs> upsetting the first week. I haven't watched them. They're undefeated. Mm. Yeah. Or no. Very nice. Cedric, who you got? I mean, Cedric, I'm sorry, you already said it. You said, I'm sorry, Justin, who do you have? I think I'm going to roll with Duke. I'm upset? I'm going to roll with Duke. They have that game at home. They have an NFL guy. They have a quarterback who's probably going to go to the NFL. I'm going to take Duke on that one night game. Weird shit happens. But Notre Dame should be pissed off and whoop the dog shit out of them. I just don't think it's going to happen. Byron? This would be a huge win for Duke, not only beating Clemson that first game, but beating a ranked Notre Dame in the same year. In the same year, that would be crazy for Duke. They're like, I think, number currently number three in the ACC behind Florida State and Louisville. Um, so it would be a great win for them. I just think Notre Dame's going to come out, play angry after losing to OSU. Like, doesn't say it was a steal because they only had 10 players on that last 
drive. So I think Marcus Freeman is going to have him fired up, and I, I'm going with Notre Dame. Everyone's points are valid. I am taking Duke for the upset. Okay. For the fact, Duke play, does Duke, Duke play football, Martin? You're damn right Duke plays football. But the reason <laughs> is when you lose a game, and everyone here has played a sport, something, anything, when you lose in heartbreaking fashion, that next game, you either come pissed off like you guys said, or you don't want to be there. Because you're still thinking about last week. Yeah, it's not the greatest get right spot for um Notre Dame right now. No, they need the at Louisville. And the bad thing is, because there's still a lot of crazy they are te- they aren't out of this playoff thing yet. Because there's a lot of crazy. Yep. And they have one more big game on 10-14 against USC. Yep. They run for the, the George Shillelagh. They run the table, only have that one loss. As Justin said, against a steal against Ohio State, that's your only loss, and everyone else is starting to lose. It could happen. They do have to go. They do have to go to Clemson in November, though. But what what that's mindset true. is Clemson going to be in at that point in time? They might have four losses by then. I think that I think Dabo's going to get them up for that game. He got them up for Florida State. That is true. That is I true. think they're going to play up for that one. That's true. That's true. But I just I just feel like this isn't the spot. Like, and those kids, man. Seeing them when when OSU scored, it, it's the beauty of sports. The winners and the losers. That's mm-hmm. pain. That is pain. Y'all did everything as you could do, and you couldn't stop them right at that one. They didn't do everything. Know. Well, they're just in their sense, they're like <laughs> we we had the game. But hey, but then I, I'm not a fan of only dropping eight back and playing prevent. These quarterbacks are way too good this in these days for that. So. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, the third of the season's already over. So <laughs> crazy. We have one more month of October, and then one full month of November. Then conference championships the first week of December, and then playoffs. So you know. So what have you? Uh, what's your guys' observations after one third of the regular season's over? Byron, we'll go with you. Uh, my biggest one is Texas is actually doing better than I thought they would. Okay. Very surprised. Especially them beating Bama when they were super close last year and couldn't get it done. Texas, yeah. Shocking. Also, Duke being 4-0, beating Clemson. When I thought Clemson was going to win the ACC, that is officially dead as mm-hmm. of Saturday. So those are my two biggest I like it. I like observations. It. Cedric? Honestly, the, the conferences... Like the SEC and the ACC, like that we typically see, like teams that are just constantly running things. There's a lot of a lot of questions going on now. SEC is wide open, like mm-hmm. well, not wide open. Three teams, but wide open. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things. I'm like, these are two conferences. I thought, like, okay, Clemson all day is going to run it. Like Alabama, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, they're going to run it. Now it's just like, I, 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 I don't know what could happen. You get the right field, like right field advantage, right home field advantage, right conditions. You can make it work for yourself out there, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Justin? I think it will be some of the 
quarterback play that we've seen. I mean, Florida State, Jordan Travis, he's really good. Fucking Michael Penix, the number one um, shortest odds to win the Heisman right now. He's lighting shit up over there in Washington. Ooh, can't wait till mm-hmm. it's my turn. I can't wait. Quinn Ewers <laughs> at um, Texas. Just some of the quarterback play we've been seeing in college right now has just been out of this world. That, that's my mm-hmm. big takeaway. Yeah, and to piggyback off of Michael Penix, because my biggest takeaway, I, I don't think this is a hot take because this is fashion right now. The Pac-12 in their last year, they are the best conference in college football right now. Yep. Not yes. even close. Not even close. You go look at that top 20. USC, Oregon, Utah, Washington. Just at the top. Then you got middle teams like Washington State, Oregon State. Justin, you brought up quarterback play. Outside of Travis over there at Florida State, the top four or five quarterbacks in the entire country are in the Pac-12. I mean, yes. I, I love Jordan Travis. He's been really good. If I had to rank quarterbacks, how they've been playing in college, it's Caleb Williams, Penix, second. And then you can rank whoever's behind them. Yeah, and I would, it's, put, it's, I would put It's Travis. those two. Yeah, it's those two. And I'd put Travis there, but then Cam Rising, when fully healthy, is a top five quarterback in college. Absolutely. Yeah. People forgot. You're seeing it right now. The Heisman is going to be decided in the Pac-12. Bo Nix killing it right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the Pac-12, the Pac-12 is going to decide the Heisman. Like I, I'm looking at these quarterbacks, like Justin, and I'm seeing them all in the Pac-12. Besides, I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, all the all the good ones. Jo- um, Jordan Travis, ACC, Drake May. Ooh, I, I think I Drake, May, Drake, Drake May's May. NFL. He's more like he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be an NFL guy, but I. I don't mm-hmm. really see it. I don't really see it with him. Like just North Carolina in general. Like I, I'm just not really impressed by them. But it's the fact you look like seven, eight, nine, ten all Pac-12 teams right now. Like that. That is absurd. Yeah, they're going to be some. Hopefully, they can keep it up next year when they're all in new conferences. <laughs> they're all in. <laughs> when they're all in different conferences, like it, it's. It's just crazy because I'm just looking at USC right now. Rainy Heisman trophy winning uh, Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Like after they beat the dog shit out of Colorado, they have Arizona and listen to their final season stretch. If they win all these games, Caleb is winning the Heisman again. They're going to the playoffs. This is their final season stretch 10 14, which is going to be another big week for us at Notre Dame. Right mm-hmm. after Notre Dame. Utah. Then after Utah? that, no. See, she was about to go the Justin route. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't win there. You don't win at Utah. You win Salt Lake. They're home. They're home for Utah. Okay. So at currently number eleven Notre Dame versus number ten Utah right after. Then you have at California in the middle little buffer, and then Washington and at Oregon. Mm. Talk about that slate. USC Damn. won't go undefeated. The defense is too <laughs> shit. It's too the shitty. Heisman is being decided there. Yes. Yeah. And then, like, oh my! I saw that. I'm like, the Pac-12 is just wild. That that's another big thing about college football right now. It's not just the fucking Midwest and the South mm-hmm. right now. The West Coast got some ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And you want to talk about, and I'm just looking at Washington, Michael Penix, obviously 10-14 is going to be big. They got Oregon on 10-14. We're going to have a big one that, we're going to have a big preview for that that week. And they're hosting that game. So after they play Oregon, Arizona State, Stanford, listen to this final story. At USC versus Utah, at Oregon State versus Washington State. As Justin would say, they ain't going undefeated either. No! That's, no. that's why the Pac-12 don't ever get those niggas in the playoffs, bro. They <laughs> each other. I, I wish they would I wish they would have um at least survived to see the 12 game playoffs so we can see like mm-hmm. how many Pac-12 teams, but then they would have politicked and found a way to not let all the, all this talent that is, you know, concentrated on the West Coast, concentrated in the current Pac-12 that we're not going to see next year and into then, the playoffs. Then Utah. When it gets to, t- they have USC and Oregon back to back. Which one is a home game? Oregon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one's gonna be a good one. It's what Pac-12, man. It's their final season. This is crazy. I'm telling you, some of the most fun that I watch, uh, some of the most fun I have watching college football is staying up. At that 10.30 kickoff after getting my ass kicked in bets all day Saturday and winning it back watching Oregon or fucking Oregon State versus Washington or a game like that at night. Game ain't over till 2 in the morning. Yeah. I mean, those those games, like, when they're close, they really do go. Like, you're sitting there you're like, damn, it's really 2 in the morning, but I'm going to go to sleep it, in a couple hours. I got NFL. And then it's mm-hmm. 40 to 35. All high scoring when they get crazy like that. I love it. Mm-hmm. I. I really want USC and Washington to be. I, I want Caleb and Penix to be undefeated by the time they meet, but I don't see that happening. Uh, that twelve too tough. Like, ooh, ten fourteen gonna be something. That is gonna be a great preview week. Um, with that being said, OSU's on a bye week, so we're chilling until October, and then we start the October stretch. And yeah, first game after the break is Maryland. That's ba- baby two is still playing, right? Yes, baby two is still playing. Mm. I think he has like twelve hundred passing yards so far. Damn, damn, <laughs> shit! <laughs> four games. <laughs> but yeah, Pac twelve killing. With that being said, thank you everyone for listening to L seven C podcast. Shout out to Ryan Day from the Rational L seven C Ohio State fans. <laughs> um, with that being said, L seven C L seven C podcast signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.